0: Good morning everyone, it's Dr. P and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. So I just have to laugh. I'm upstairs Sunday night, my wife and daughter, they're in the kitchen and they're cooking. And Angelina is a carbon copy of my beautiful wife Lisa. I mean they look like twins in the kitchen. And, um, but yet there's a distinct difference. They're cooking and I'm looking over at my daughter and, you know, it's just all young and beautiful. And every part of her is just like the pure driven snow. And there's my beautiful wife next to her. And, you know, we're all getting older and, um, you know, bodies tend to break down, but, um, my wife is teaching her some things on how to cook. And, um, I'm just watching all this and I'm getting a kick out of it. And my daughter says, oh, my wife says, Angelina already had an epic fail. And I'm like, epic fail? What happened? She goes, "Well, wow. I took the garlic and the olive oil over to the sink because I was going to take some of it out and it accidentally turned on the uh, the faucet and the water got in it and it made a mess and it got all over me. And my wife looks at me <laughs> and she's just, like she's rolling her eyes like, can you believe this? And I'm like, I didn't say anything. I just thought about it and I go, you know, and there it is. That I go, that's going to be my podcast for the day. You know, you've got this this youthful perspective and you have this, you know, more seasoned, if I could say that, sorry, honey, a more seasoned perspective. And really the most important thing in life is your perspective. It's what you say it is and that's it. So... When you're young, right, don't parents always say things like, oh, they all—they know everything. They know everything. Well, in their world, they do know everything. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but <laughs> whatever it is they think they know, that's it. And, you know, most of the time it's just based on not much. It's just based on one little thing. You know, they'll be like, oh, that's it. I can't do it because I don't have this, whatever it is. You're like, What? You know, in my age bracket, my wife and I, I'm 10 years older than my wife. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm looking at it, my daughter going, huh? So we my wife calls me and says, where are you? I said, oh, I'm over at the mall. I'm just walking, getting some exercise. I'm studying because I like to listen to audio books when I, when I walk, get some exercise, learn something, aspire to knowledge. That's what I'm into. So she calls me. She says, what are you doing? I said, I'm over at the mall. She says, can you come over to... Oh, she goes, I'm going to uh, to Target. I said, oh, that's my next stop. I need to get some markers for um, my dry erase board downstairs in the studio. She said, oh, I'm going to drop Angelina off over there at Target because she wanted to go buy some things. Could you just hang out with her and, and then I have other errands to run. I'll meet you there. I said, sure. So I get there and my daughter wants, I don't know, some treatment for her eyelashes she's a young teenager i don't i don't get it (laughs) i don't need to get it right she gets out of the car and those two are like kind of slightly combative and you know my wife is like you don't need to spend 60 dollars on that this you save your money there's other things you can do my daughter's upset so we're on the way in her and i and you know it's the end of the world oh my god my wife, she's rude. (laughs) And then it begins, she's rude. I'm like, yeah, she's rude. I go, she loves you. Oh no, she doesn't. Absolutely doesn't. Blah, 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 blah. Excuse, excuse, excuse. And I'm like, well, you know, what do I say? I said to her, you know what is wonderful though? Is that because mom's not here at this very moment, that means you and I get to spend time together. I said, you still love me. She goes, yeah, I, mean, I still love you. I said, because I love you like crazy. I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. And so let's go in here and let's get goofy and buy whatever we want. Even the, the stuff of the eyelashes. What did I care? I was going to pay for it. I don't really give a damn. I want to spend some time with my daughter. But at any rate, what was the point? And the point was is that I don't think we we're five minutes into the store. And I was, you know, a little bit of perspective for her about what is truly important in life and about the time that we're about to spend together, it just kind of softened her up and she got a little silly and goofy and we walked around Target for a while, then we bought some cookies. (laughs) My wife would kill us, but I don't care. Just spending time together, you know, and I look at her and I think, she's so youthful and so much potential and she's gorgeous, intelligent, and yet I might be kind of older and kind of, you know, not like I used to be when I was her age, but I am loaded with wisdom based upon experience. So, you know, this has been going on and i have been noticing this, not just in my own family, but in my practice, I see that the kids have a certain way of looking things, uh, looking at things and, and the, the adults in the room have a different way of looking at things. But, you know, just by the title of this, of this podcast, how about I just meet you in the middle? how about both of us understand a little bit more about each other, meaning the older generation and the younger generation. You know, let's just figure out a little bit about how to work together, how that the youth can give us the best of what they are. So in our older years, we're having even a better life. And the same can be said for us, people who are seasoned in life and have lots of different experiences and perspectives. And maybe we can bestow some of those on the youth and Everybody can just seem to grow and mesh together and let the generations work together. Think about it. When you were, or maybe you are, a teenager, I mean, remember those days being a teenager? It was like you were trying to get independence and it wasn't easy to get. And you wanted to be out on your own and making your own decisions. But oh too often, we'd make a crappy decision which would get us in trouble and would make it difficult for us to feel comfortable in our own skin. And then we'd wind up in high school and there'd be bullies and all this other stuff going on. And yeah, these are all the negative things that might've been going on in your teenage years. But think of this, man, do you remember like walking the halls of high school and having your eye on somebody male, female, it doesn't matter. Somebody is really cute. and You're like, Ooh, man, do I like them? But you're so quiet. You don't say a word about it. You're just kind of sitting there watching them from afar. And then one day you find out from a friend that that person really likes you. You're like, what? No one's ever liked me like this. You know, I this is exciting. And of course, we're not seven years old anymore. The body has developed. The beard line has grown. The bust size has kicked in. It's like, what? And then before you know it, you're talking to this person. It's exciting. For the first time maybe in your life, somebody you're interested is interested in you back. Isn't that awesome? That's one heck of a feeling. That's just one simple thing in life. It's an experience. And what does it give you? It gives you perspective, even at the youngest, youngest age. And then it takes 30, 40 years of being in relationships to gain a perspective that allows it to work, right? But you think about those days when we were young and in our teens and 20s. Those were fantastic days. I mean, from the teens to the 20s, you're starting to gain your identity. Off you go to college, per se, or you go out to work either way. You know, you're starting to learn to take care of yourself. You're still screwing it up. Don't get me wrong. You're screwing it up day to day. Your relationships, you're goofing up. You're, you know, you're doing things that are either against the law, like having a cocktail and driving. I mean, these things are things that happen in the 20s. They shouldn't, but they do. And they've done it to me and they've probably done it to you and everybody else. Our 20s are a time where our brain is just not well formed. And that's really an important piece of this puzzle. You see, when you're young, you have all the neurons in your brain to do the work, but they don't know how to connect together yet. They're not connected. They're basically learning to connect through experience, which then develops perspective, which then develops wisdom. And that, my brothers and sisters, that just takes time. It takes time to develop that. So in your 20s, you want to party, you want to go on vacation. But more importantly... It's about spending time with other people that are also searching for themselves. And in those days or in those months, you, you develop you know, like teamwork, whether that's on an athletic team in high school or a college athletic team, or it's working for a team in corporate America now as a person in their mid to late 20s. You're learning the value of how important it is to connect with people. And then guess what else is growing? Your brain. After the age of 25, you're now thinking more like an adult. That means the adult brain starts at 25. Prior to that, you'll still do stupid things. Man, I could still remember rolling a bottle down the middle of the street when I was 20 years old, and it smashed into a million pieces. And some old dude get out of his car, and he ripped me and swearing at me and upset with me. And I'm thinking, what an idiot this guy is. But, you know, as I reflect, of course I was the idiot. (laughs) What kind of dope just, you know, throws a bottle down the middle of the street and lets the glass just shatter all over the place so the next car comes by and we get trouble. I mean, these are the dumb things that you do that you have to gain perspective on. It's just gonna take time. You know, you move from your twenties and now it's getting more serious. Life is more serious, relationships are lasting longer. Maybe you're into it now for the long haul. You're getting married. Oh, that's exciting. And then children come. Oh, that's seriously exciting. And now you're buying a house. Holy crap. And now you realize I can't afford it. <laughs> So now what? I got buyer's remorse. I don't know if I can afford this house. I had to buy a new car. And of course, I'm not going to buy a piece of crap. So I bought a Beamer. Of course you did. Now you're overextended. Life is becoming more and more difficult. And you can't even think straight. Your hair's on fire. You're not sleeping very well. Your physical health begins to slowly break down. You're gaining weight. Yet I'm still loving life. I've got a wonderful family. And I got all these great things happening. What's happening to you? you're getting burnt trying to figure out how it all works. So you're making mistakes, but don't let that bring you down. You're gaining perspective. The more time that you spend making choices that work or don't work doesn't matter, you're gaining perspective. And that gives you a tremendous amount of experience so that you can make better choices in the future. You know, after your 30s, when your kids are here and they're getting a little older, in your teens, you find yourself in your 40s. And this is where the it, it becomes game on. At least it was for me. Somewhere in the middle 40s, I'm like, what the hell does all this mean? I mean, the 20s were running around. Let's just say the, the teens, I was dreaming big. In the 20s, I had to put it into action. I had to spend all money for education. I had to put myself out there 100%. I didn't have any B plan, it was just go for it. And then I found my gorgeous wife. We had babies. We bought a home. We did all these things. It's like you are in. Now you're working your butt off, trying to pay for it all, doing everything you can to keep your head above water and to take care of your family. And now you're in your forties and your health is failing. Your kids are getting older. They look amazing. and You're looking wrinkled in the mirror, a little fat around the waist. Blood pressure is elevated. You're making more trips to the doctor than you are to the beach. It's like, what is going on here? That's when you just slow down and you go, Stop the madness! What the hell am I doing? What does it all mean? And when you get to that point in life, that's when you have your shift. And that shift was once defined by uh, one of the great speakers of the past, who's now well, he's now gone, which is Wayne Dyer. He did a, a video on um, it was a YouTube video called "The Shift," and he was right on the button, man. He said, there's going to be a come of time, you know, maybe the 40s, closer to the 50s, when you've had so much living that there's, there's always going to be new experiences. But I think you've learned enough to be able to have great perspective. Then you begin to ask yourself, what is it all about? What, what is this all about? What is life? I've been grinding for decades to get here. Now, what does it mean? And here's the answer that I got. What it means is the answer was right in front of you when you were a teenager. That's it. You've had it all these years. All you've done is pollute it. And what is it then, Doc? It's to be playful and very youthful in your mind and in your soul. And don't be so serious about everything. Just let life happen. Love. Enjoy people. Have empathy. And keep dreaming. Fellas, if you are in your 50s like me or 60s, you got to keep dreaming. You get to your 50s and 60s, you start thinking, man, the game is almost up. You know, it's the fourth quarter and there's only five minutes left. Well, you don't know that, but that's what your brain is trying to tell you. It's trying to tell you to throttle back. Don't take as many chances. You can't, you know, overcome bad choices in your 50s and 60s. Come on, man. You ain't taking nothing anyway. Life is about... It's about living to the fullest. And and think of this, whenever your day comes to pass on, right? Let's say it's the average death, 85. You're 85 years old and you're going to die. When you close the book on you and your last breath, that last breath is literally the end of many, many chapters. And if you live to 85, then it's 85 chapters, right? Well, I'm in my 55th chapter. And if I live to 85, I got 30 more chapters to go. Every year of my life is a chapter. Listen, like any great Hollywood movie or any great novel, You know, there has to be chapters or acts during the the movie when there's pain and there's suffering and there's poor choices and then there's the rebound and how to overcome and be great again to reinvent yourself and to be amazing. These are the things that we can do. Listen, if you were doing it in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, what the hell are you giving up for now in your 50s for? Starting to think like, oh, this is near the end. I'm closer to my death than I am to my birth, so I need to really slow down. That's bullcrap. Man, you should be dreaming every day of something more. I'm not saying you need to leave your job and start a whole new thing, but maybe you do. I don't know. Just do this. Think of this. That your life and who you are and what you do can easily become kind of dull, so to speak. Just like the tools in your shed, the tools that you use, your attitude and your perspective, just dull it up a little bit. And the more it gets dull, the less potential you have. Then you're starting to get OLD, old, So one one time, an older person said to me, you become old when your dreams become regrets. And that stuck with me, and I believe that. You stop dreaming, and you regret the life that you lived? Heck, you're old, and that can happen at any age, but I can tell you that... In my own personal experience, and you get to your 50s, that happens to so many people. They're starting to throttle back. They don't work out every day. They're not out there making it happen. They're just kind of riding and coasting, and they can't wait to retire. I want to retire. I can't wait. What are you going to do in retirement? I don't know. I'll play golf, sit around. What the hell are you talking about? One of the greatest things you will ever do to validate your life and to give you tremendous purpose is this. You will go out and you will help people. That's right. There's the pause. You go out and you help people. You improve the quality of someone else's life. Look out, man. The, the universe tends to smile on people like that. A sense of value, a sense of purpose means that you're alive. You still got breath in your lungs. You can still have an influence. So if you're somebody who's had a lot of years of developing that brain through experience, then you can see the world through so many different lenses. And the youth will struggle to do that. That's what you did when you were young. You struggled to see it a certain way. It wasn't easy, but now that you've had a tremendous amount of experience, some have been positive, some have been negative, doesn't matter, there's still life experiences which draw upon you a sense of perspective which allows life to be worth it. And if you're older like me, then you, I want you to consider sharing your stories with the youth taking time to spend with them and pick them up when they feel down. And remember, when you look at them, their physical bodies look adult-like, but their minds are not. They need our love. They need our empathy, our compassion. They need us big time. More importantly, they need our perspective. They need to know that it's going to be okay, that once I was there too. Right, And then when you look at them as an older person, look at their youth and remember, you're still young inside, even though the physical body begins to fail. That's nothing, man. Let that do what it has to do or just try to keep it in shape. But keep your mind in shape. When your mind and soul are in shape, that's when you have an impact in the world. And if you're young, you look at the old people like myself or my skin is a little beaten up and my hair is getting a little gray you might want to just discard me for the young hollywood starlets that seem to be gracing the stage all the time they're being replaced every five years by the way everybody is getting old i don't care who you are if you're 20 listening to this message you're going to be 30 in five minutes stressed out married, trying to make it work, which is still beautiful, don't get me wrong, but you're going to be in it. And when you're in it, it is really, really difficult. Then you're going to look back and you're going to see a 17, 18 year old person come up behind you who looks like they got all that in a bag of chips, only to know that in a few years, they're going to be like us too. Come on, man. This is like a massive exodus. Where are we going? I don't know where we're all going, but I'll tell you what, I want to enjoy the ride. And if you're youthful and you're young today, one of the coolest things that you can do is call upon the older people, especially those older people that tend to have fruit in their lives. If you look at a person like a tree, right? If their tree is barren of fruit, you might want to just walk beyond that individual. There's no fruit somewhere there. Then that's probably not the person that has the wisdom and at least the perspective that's going to help you. Just walk beyond them to the next person. Maybe you'll have to give them some wisdom once you've learned it. But if you're young, youthful, whatever, spend your time asking questions of the older people. Sit down and listen to their stories. and Start to understand that those eyes within their sockets of their head have seen so much. They've seen so much pain and suffering, so much joy and happiness, so much of life that you may not be able to see it unless you sit with them and talk to them about it. And if you're that person that has that experience, then share it with the youth. But the youth have something that all of us older people need, want, and desire. It's that innocence It's that potential to create. It's I can do anything. I'm young. I'm happy. I want to be out. I want to be boating. I want to be sledding. I don't know. I want to go to school. I want to make love. I want to drive fast. I want to build a house. All these things that we once possessed, sometimes we just sit back and realize, oh, it's all going away. No, man. Spend more time with the youth and recognize how beautiful they are. And we call them all these awful names like snowflakes. Lakes and you know whatever where, where do you think those kids develop these, these poor habits they developed them from us from this other generation that's supposed to be older than them that knows better you know it's like they're all entitled how did they get that way we taught them how to be that way right spend time with them and love them And you young people spend time learning from us as well, because I believe that when we come together, there is really no difference between us. It's just more experience. That's it. That's basically it. And any one of us can learn so much from the other that this whole thing called life is now becomes a community. I've been using this term for the last two years. I don't even know how to use it correctly, but I'm starting to learn now that life is about the collective energy of humans. And I don't care what your age is. It's about having that inside passion, that thing that makes you go, that makes you want to get up every day. Every day you get up, remain authentic to who you are, whoever you are, whatever you are, just be you. Don't let the world change you to become something else that you're not. And in that moment, share who you are with somebody else. It'll make a huge difference. I've become very experienced with this over 30 years of of my own, you know, uh, profession. I guess I'll call it a profession. But is passion really a profession? I don't think so. I just chose a something to do every day with my life where I could be me and exercise my compassion, empathy, and my passion in order to help other people. And if I'm not helping someone else, then I get stale, I get anxious, I get slightly depressed. And these research would support this, but I think your grandmother could have told you the same thing. Take your passion, young or old, share it with people. Be authentic to who you are. And before you know it, you'll really, really enjoy this journey called life. And no matter how many chapters you get in your book it's okay. Every chapter has the potential for something great. And if you're going to have a great novel that people want to read, or you're going to have an impact in the world, then there has to be pain and suffering and there has to be joy and happiness. And you're going to have to learn to bridge the gap of those two and find that help and joy anywhere you possibly can. Okay. So that's what I wanted to share today. And by again, going back to the title of this, it's about, let's just meet each other halfway. Let's take the people who have tremendous perspective and then help to disseminate it to those who are trying to develop their own. And for you, the youth, please be around us and let us be part of your life so that we can feel the joy and the happiness and the innocence of what was once our youthful life as well. Then together we can laugh and enjoy and this journey called life will be way worth it. So that's what I got for you today. And I hope maybe something good came out of it for all of you. And I want to say thank you to everybody that listens to the podcast. Again, I want to say hi to my, well, thank you to my friend Haley, uh, to Andre. Um, God, there's too many of them out there. Maria. Um, God, I can't think off the tip of my head right now. There's so many of them. I'm having the end of a long day, but... Nonetheless, I care about every one of you. I wish you all the very best and I'll um, I'll see you the next time on the Daily Inspirational Podcast.